Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The following is a fourth-hand production. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is Jimmy. Nice try, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Tack. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, then we, we put it in a cage, then we put it on the carport. And uh, keep it away from um, Snagglepuss or whatever the cat's name was. <laughs> sneak it back inside. And then we fucking lose it. Gwen, was that like Just Guinevere or something? Or Genevieve or something? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we take a look at Season 2, Episode 13, entitled The Impractical Joker. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Uh, the Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS, All Access, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what's up, buddy? Nothing. What about you? Nothing. We do have to apologize to our listeners. So, like, we went two weeks without releasing an yeah. episode. But we had and some crap I didn't even happen. say anything. We didn't say anything. We just like ghosted all of our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we're back I mean, now. Yep. We're back now. We don't have an excuse, really. I mean, do we? Well, I got laid off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's true. That's the main I reason guess I couldn't record. There's that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that going around. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to say why. We're not going to mention. We're not going to talk about it. No. We're not going to say say things like in this new time or anything like that. No, so, or, or whatever the wording is. Because the know. purpose of this podcast, in part, is to take you guys away from that, to remove you from that, right, and also to be evergreen as well. So they exactly. can listen to this episode twenty years from now, and it'll still be relevant. Exactly. Yep. Oh man! So I thought it'd be fun to talk to about a podcast. 
to record oh, a okay. podcast since we yes. haven't done it in two weeks. And uh, I feel like we had, uh, I got some listener email recently, but I don't remember. Probably asking where the fuck we're at. <laughs> no. <laughs> we did get another comment on um, on our Facebook group. Uh-oh. There was, well, no, like, because we had posted, well, no, somebody had posted a correction. God, I don't even remember really? now. It was something that we were like, what is that? Like talking about the episode. And then they posted on our Facebook group. Do you remember that? And it was like, it was the, uh, since I brought it up, I have to pull it up now. I can't just like, you know, just glaze over it because I don't think I get notifications when people post in there. I don't, I don't think so. No, because like she like tagged you in the post, like tagged me personally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because she, because okay. she, because originally the post said tack, and then I said we, and then she was oh. like, oh, sorry, and then she changed it and added you in the post, and okay. was like, sorry, I included Jimmy this time, so. Okay. Um, hold on. That's probably my fan account. I, I check my, my personal account. Well, it said Jimmy Klein. No, I'm, so I'm teasing. Is, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. It's, uh, I don't have uh, a from, fan account. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought for some reason I was thinking like your photography one. Oh, no. so. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was reading. So I don't know how to say her name, but um, I don't know if it's E. It's E-M-M-E. Well, you know, she'll correct you if you get it wrong. That's true. Yeah. I wonder if she has a pronunciation on her Facebook page. Like, you know, how, like, oh, the yeah, names yeah. have like Those pronunciations. Those are kind of fun to write out. I write it out for mine and mine. I'm just Jimmy. <laughs> I have mine on there. Mine's phonetic. Well, yeah, and you kind of need it, it because, you yeah. know, everybody's like, T-A-C-K? Like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if it's Emma, Emma Kate or just M Kate. I don't know. Sorry mm. if I'm screwing your name up, but we should have brought this up a long time ago when she originally posted this back in July, yeah. but it was the Gabardine when we were like, what the oh, hell is yeah, Gabardine? Yeah. And yeah. we're like, is it supposed to be like, because remember Mike was like saying like a, a poem or something? It was, yeah. And she said, uh, Gabardine is a type of fabric that fancy dresses and suits are made of. Gabardine was a pun, I guess, she says, to rhyme with uh, the jingle. Not a very good pun, though. No. And then, um, so she commented, you know, she's like, uh, oh, she said, originally it was Tech Van Sickle. And then I posted, uh, Jimmy and I, thank you. (laughs) And then she commented (laughs) again and said, LOL, I edited it and added Jimmy. So now it says Tech and Jimmy. Um, and then, so uh, I'm wondering if I didn't get a notification because it was edited. Uh, it doesn't matter. Either way. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and look. Um, yeah. So to clarify, Gabardine is a pattern or a fabric? Is a type of fabric. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So anyway. You anyway, learn something new every day. Yeah. And then I apologize to her about having a late episode. But that was a couple weeks ago when we skipped a week. But now right. we just skipped two weeks and didn't say shit to nobody. Nope. <laughs> so we're back now. Sorry. Um, we anyway. called the Marsha Brady. We were just kind of a bitch about it. We just did it and didn't care yeah. about people's feelings. Something suddenly came up. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what Marsha says. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the episode. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Did you have any pranks or anything you played on played as a kid, <laughs> like to siblings or anything? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this is good. Yeah, I don't even know if you know this story. You probably do, but I, I don't know. I don't. Somehow, <laughs> like, 
I've known you and Ron like most Ron. of my life since I was 12 years old. I'm in my 40s now, and uh, <laughs> somehow you seem to pull stories that I've never heard before, which is weird because we talk like <laughs> a lot. And I talk to Ron like daily too, and yeah. he told me some story the other day that I'd like never heard before. He was like, "You remember the time when I was mugged at gunpoint?" I was like, "Yeah, I remember when did that, that happen Island, right? at the the bank behind uh, the mall in Maryland." I'm not sure, but yeah, he was riding his bike. Yeah. He had his bike stolen and like his wallet. Yeah, or he something. like gave him the wrong pin number. <laughs> I guess and I was like, mm-hmm. when? What happened now? He just glazed over it like mm-hmm. it was nothing. Like, remember that? And I was like, no. He, he didn't like, tell oh, me. Oh, do you remember the time where my watching. remember the time where my dad had a heart attack on Christmas morning? I was like, no. This is only just two <laughs> years ago. I was like, you never told me. Anyway, <clears throat> I hope I didn't like acknowledge stories that Ron didn't want told, but. Um, oh, that's good. I'll ask him just, before just I edit it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So getting back to it, Jimmy. So what's uh what's this prank that you did? <laughs> well, you know the you know the layout of the house that I lived in on Madrid uh, Road? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I was woken up one night. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, just, just to, to, to start it, uh, my my older sister, well, I guess all my siblings are older, but my sister that I lived <laughs> with, my next yeah. you know how I'm talking about my sister. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing up, when she got startled, she would scream bloody murder like Marsha does in this episode, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, this is going to be good. So I woke up to, because the bathroom light across from my room was on and somebody yeah. had closed the door. Then it woke yeah. me up. The light shining on my face woke me up. So I kind of glanced out in the living room and I noticed that the TV was on, which meant that she was in the living room, right? And it Wait, was your like, door was open? Yeah, it was like three oh, in the morning. Weird. Yeah, I used to sleep with my door open because my dog would come in and out of my room. Oh, gotcha. Um, and so I noticed that she was out in the living room, and it was like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I thought it would be funny <laughs> if I hid in the living room and she didn't know it. <laughs> right? This is awesome. So, so I go, <laughs> so I go out into the living room and I pull the cushions off the couch about six inches. Right. Yeah. And you remember how skinny I was growing up. And so <laughs> I'm laying on the floor with my back to the couch where your legs usually hang. <laughs> and okay. I, I'm I'm and the the cushions are kind of over me a little bit, right? And I'm just laying there. So I hear okay. her come out of the bathroom and she sits down <laughs> and she doesn't see me. I'm sitting right there, right? Yeah. And then it hits me. It's like three thirty in the morning. And she and she's gonna scream like <laughs> she's she's gonna, gonna scream yeah she's gonna scream bloody murder so I'm thinking how do I get out of this like I guess I could wait until she goes to the bathroom again I guess which God. I waited like <laughs> I waited like 15 minutes or 20 minutes and she didn't have to go to the bathroom again so I'm like well crap what am I gonna do now so I thought well maybe maybe if I <laughs> do it subtly like hello <laughs> kelly calm well, down <laughs> i thought well maybe if i if i like can warn her ahead of time by just shushing her by going Shh, that maybe <laughs> i get an idea i'll surprise and put my hand over her mouth <laughs> and so i start i start slowly <laughs> sitting up from behind the couch from underneath the couch <laughs> But I have my finger up to my mouth going, shh. <laughs> and and just as we thought, she just completely screamed bloody murder. 
she oh jumps God, up and starts <sighs> yelling, what the hell are you doing there? Which my mom hears this. My mom was woken up by the scream. And so she comes out of her room thinking that somebody broke into the house pissed off. And then I'm standing there looking like a dumbass. Why am I <laughs> laying on the floor in front of the couch at four o'clock in the morning? So, yeah, it, it didn't go oh as I thought. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, love, love scare pranks. Yeah. I don't like to be scared, but I love to scare people, <laughs> especially kids, because you get the best reaction out of your kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, I have <clears throat> similar scare prank, you know, because that's what I loved doing when I was a kid. Yeah. I still do. Um, so, when I was at my dad's house for the summer, one summer, I just, uh, this was my thing this summer. Like, when I was there that summer, I was like, I could not stop scaring people. That was just my thing. <laughs> and, uh, like, there was a time where my sister Janelle, she had gone down to the basement. Now, this is a live-in basement or whatever, however the wording is. You know, it's up in Illinois. Yeah. And it was a very <clears throat> lived-in basement. In fact, my room was in the basement. But there was a part where you had to go on the way back and you had to go through a couple doors and it wasn't quite as nice, you know. Okay. So that's where you could find like some spider webs or whatever, but it still wasn't bad or anything. But you had to go back in the dark, and my sister Janelle had gone back there to get something. So <laughs> I, after she went through, I went in the room too, but hid off to the side, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And so she like came out, and so now I'm behind her, right? And as I'm behind her, I'm just like, I do like this like monster noise and she goes ah! and she like takes off running and it was awesome I loved it <laughs> then I started I was scaring uh, my sister Jenny and then my sister Janisa this was like the best reaction you could ever ask for so <clears throat> sister Janisa had gone up the stairs like not from the basement but like to the second floor or whatever right. she'd gone upstairs and then she was going to come back down, but I hid like underneath the stairs because the stairs kind of turned. <clears throat> so I hid down there. And then like as she came down, she was walking past me and didn't see me. So I jumped out. <laughs> I was like, Rah! and she like screamed bloody murder and like jumped. It was she did the weirdest reaction. She jumped straight up into the air, did a spin, not in the air, but like <laughs> came down and then spun in a circle and then sat Indian style on the floor. Wow. And I was like, what was that? And she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill you. And like, it was such an awesome reaction. Anyway, so my stepmom, you know, of course, she would come. And she's like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, he's scaring me. And then she knew that I've been, like, scaring people, like, all summer long. That was, like, my thing. And uh, my stepmom was like, you know, one of these days, somebody's going to get you back. And I was like, ha, I'm not scared, you know. <laughs> So, fast forward to uh, a couple days later. I'm in the basement just kind of just doing stuff or whatever. Listening to music or something. Then I hear my stepmom call for me. Tack! Tack! And I can barely hear because I have music playing, so I had to pause it. And I was like, did I hear my name being called? And then I hear tack by a couple of people are like calling my name. Like one of my sisters and stepmom, they're still yelling for me from upstairs. And I'm just like, yeah? And then I don't hear anything. And I'm like... So I'm like, say it again, like, hello, yes, nothing. And they're like, and I was like, huh. And then I hear my name called again. They say, come up here. Like two people are like yelling, come up here. So I'm like, 
Uh, fine. So I go upstairs, <clears throat> and so I'm you walking. Had to, you had to pause Debbie Gibson and go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was like, I was listening to Poison, I think. Oh, okay. And uh, so, <laughs> it's a little manlier. Um, so I go up the stairs <clears throat> from the basement, and <clears throat> I'm like, what? You know, I don't hear anything. <laughs> and I go up in the living room, there's like nobody there. I'm like, hello? <clears throat> And I'm like, hello? <laughs> I'm like starting to get freaked out because nobody is anywhere. And there's a lot of people in this house. And like, there's nobody in the living room, which is where everybody, or the kitchen. It's where everybody is. <laughs> and I'm like walking through the house now. I'm like terrified. I'm like, this is where they're going to get me. <clears throat> they all band together. And I'm like walking through the house slowly, like looking around corners. Hello? <laughs> and I'm like... Where did everybody go? I'm like freaking out. And I'm like walking slowly still. And then I hear tag. Like again, I jump. I'm like, ah. I'm like, what? <clears throat> They're like, come out here. And they were all outside in the front yard. And I guess <laughs> it was nothing. All it was was there was like a lunar eclipse going on. They just wanted me to come out and look. <laughs> but I thought that they had all gotten me back, which in a sense they, they did. did. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't know it. But man, I was freaked out. Did you ever tell them? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. I'm sure I did. Did you but, quit? Did you quit playing jokes after that? <laughs> uh, I don't. Probably not. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's funny. I feel that story went on way too long. No. Hmm. <laughs> did you say yeah? No, I went no. Oh, yeah. yeah th you think? It was re it was reminiscent of the story of Jimmy. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Or? No, it's okay. We'll save that Our for another episode. Are like, <laughs> you know, another episode, you know, the one where Greg works in a bowling alley? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then well, we can, I, I, I'll tell it real quick. I'll tell it real quick. Um, so one, my first job, I worked at a bowling alley, and I was the guy that gave out the colored head pin or the money if you got a strike with the colored head pin kind of thing. And then they ended up hiring me also uh, to clean the nightclub that was attached to it on Sunday mornings. Right? Yep. But this nightclub was was it was kind of creepy. You know what I mean? It was because they didn't well, want to turn creepy. the lights on. Yeah, yeah, because it was dark and yeah. there's nobody in it, and you know. And there yeah. was this loft upstairs that I had to clean, but that was the darkest part of it, right? And it was, yeah, I was in there by myself. It was kind of <clears throat> creepy, and you know. And so you know, I'm up there cleaning as fast as I can just to get it over with because I wanted to be <laughs> downstairs. And I swear, I heard somebody going, "Jimmy," like that, <laughs> in this in this voice, right? <laughs> So I'm like, oh my God. And like my hair stand up and I'm like, wow, I, I really need to get this done. So I'm like, <laughs> I, must, I must be, you know, this must be freaking me out more than normal. So I'm, I'm rushing to get clean, to get the stuff clean. And then I hear it again, but this time it's louder. Jimmy. And I just stop and I'm like horrified. And I'm, and I'm just waiting to see because I thought maybe somebody was playing a joke on me or I was waiting for like a demon to come out of the, the shadows right. or something. <laughs> yeah. And then the voice gets even louder. Jimmy. So in a yeah. sheer panic, I yell, mm -hmm. what? Like as loud as I can. <laughs> that I'm about to cry. 
And it <laughs> and it turns out it was my boss trying to intercom me through the phones downstairs. <laughs> and it was echoing through the nightclub. And I hear the same voice go, you have a phone call on line one. Like, oh, okay. Thank you. So when I finally saw my boss, he was like, are you okay? I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I was upstairs. I was having trouble hearing. I was trying to speak loud enough for you to hear it. So, yeah. I was too busy taking steroids. Yeah, right. Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I was having sex with a girl. Yeah, that was that horrified. That was this, probably the, this, the most scared I'd been. Um, yeah, that sucks. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we are going to really get into this and uh, find out what the impractical Joker means. What? Yeah, maybe Q and Sal will be on it. Or maybe Murr. Who knows? Or maybe Joe. Joe. (laughs) Yeah. Or if we're really lucky, Joey Fatone. Joey Fat One? Yeah. (laughs) All right. We will see. We'll be back. Bye. Never mind that. Welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. I know that was a mouthful. But join us while we talk about a variety of things. Life, business, maybe some conspiracy theories. Who knows? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. We're going to answer all your lifelong questions. Like, is it okay to shave your balls with the same machine you use on your face? I don't know. Anyways, follow us on social media. Instagram at the Juan on Juan podcast. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can catch our weekly episodes. See you soon. So we got the Brady Bunch season two, episode thirteen, entitled "The Impractical Joker." Let's get into it. Facts about the episode: It first aired on January first, nineteen seventy-one. Jimmy, we're finally in nineteen seventy-one. Wow, nice! It's written by Bert Styler and directed by guess who? Oscar Rudolph. Oscar Rudolph. I wonder if he's Shocking. in relation to Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now, according to IMDb, I read this before, like, watching the episode, but it said, and I guess this was written in uh, Barry Williams' book. He talks more about this, but Robert Reed was not happy about the scene talking to the mouse. Him and Sherwood Schwartz really got into it behind the scenes. Hmm. And I guess there's a lot more detail about this specific incident in Barry Williams' book. Um. I don't really remember a scene where he was talking to the mouse, except like well, he was saying, "Come on, you know, come yeah, on." Yeah, like trying to get him to run or whatever. But yeah. he wasn't like <clears throat> I thought it was going to be a scene where he's like, "Hey there, little mousey. Hey, Myron, yeah. what do I do?" I thought it was going to be like that, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's about all I got for IMDb, hmm. according to 
Interesting. I was yeah. actually going to go to your website that you talked about, but I right. forgot. <laughs> but anywho, are you ready to get into it? I am ready to get into it. All right. So now we fade in. Um, scene one. The show opens with all the girls in the kitchen with Carol. Jan and Cindy are sitting at the table eating milk while well, drinking milk and eating cookies. And Marcia is helping Carol at the counter peel potatoes. Alice walks in and tells Carol that she fixed Greg's jeans, which <laughs> I'm assuming this is a callback. Remember a few episodes ago where yeah. like Greg was, was hiding a, like, oh, um, I tore my jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the, the wallet episode? Um, I don't remember. But he was like hiding the fact that he tore his jeans. Oh, no, it was the one where Cindy... It's the one where Cindy was tattling on everybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then, uh, um, and then like Alice, of course, hides it from the parents and fixes his jeans and keeps it a secret. Like, and but I guess this time he like tore even more. I don't know. So, <laughs> makes I you wonder why his knees are getting so worn out. You know what I mean? <laughs> saying. He's young and Hi-oh. impressionable. Carol insists that she take the day off. Alice informs them that she has to go help her aunt. I put in quotations. <laughs> and no, I was, I was, I was right there with you. I was right there with oh, okay, you. Okay, good, yep. good, good. <laughs> Just then she notices an ink spot on the collar of her coat. Alice <laughs> says, oh no, my new coat. Carol apologizes to her. Jim begins to giggle and laugh. Carol says, oh Jan, I don't think this is a time to laugh. Jane gets up and pulls the ink stain off and says, It's just a plastic fake ink stain. Didn't you think it was funny, Alice? Alice says sarcastically, Oh, sure, sure. Luckily, I've got a strong heart. <clears throat> and says goodbyes and leaves. After she leaves, here comes little Miss Thang, Marsha <laughs> fucking Brady. Yeah. She walks over to the table and says, Honestly, Jan, that just shows how immature you are. Jan says, Really? Marsha reaches for a cookie on the table, screams, and drops it. That was the best scream ever. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was really good. That was like a horror movie It's, it's hard to scream like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It takes talent, you know? <clears throat> so Jan laughs, and Carol rushes over. Marsha asks, what's so funny? Jan says, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and she picks up <clears throat> a rubber spider on a web and dangles it in front of Marsha. Carol takes it and says to Jan, Listen, Jan, everyone likes a good gag, but some practical jokes just aren't funny. Now, one of these days, you're going to cause someone some trouble. Real trouble. Jan just sits there and thinks. At one point in the scene, she says, Jan, you and your jokes. What the hell is she yeah. talking about? Jan never jokes. She just complains about Marsha the whole time. <laughs> Like when other episodes has she joked? Has she joked around? She acts like this is an ongoing problem. I don't know. I mean, we don't see twenty four seven three sixty five of the bunch, so I don't I know. Guess. Maybe there's well, two other things know. I noticed is one, Jane and Cindy look so bored at the beginning of the scene when they're waiting for everything to start. <laughs> they look like they really don't know what to do. Like they should have given them homework or they should have given them some kind of business to do because they look really really bored. They keep looking over their shoulder at Marsha like hoping something will happen or whatever. Like, um, And also, I was kind of impressed that Marsha was using the, the peeler correctly because it took me a long time to realize you can go both directions on them, not just one direction. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I kind of should go in two directions. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. I didn't notice, yeah. but <clears throat> that takes skill. Yeah. Right. Scene two. Next, we see the hmm. boys in the family room. Greg is holding a mouse and Peter asks what it's for. Greg says, it's a science project. I have to teach him how to run a maze and then points at it from inches away. <laughs> he does that. He, like, he points like with his thumb, like, you know, that maze right that, there. He doesn't even have room to it. point. He's just like these little chicken wing points, like right, you know, right there. <laughs> Peter the asks, next to me. <laughs> Peter asks what his name is. And Greg says, well, it's a maze. Doesn't have a name. No, I'm chugging. Um, <laughs> and Greg says, Muriday Mus Musculus. Bobby <laughs> says, Looks like a mouse to me. Greg says, That's a scientific name, dummy. His real name is Myron. Which, ironically, I used to have a sister in law named Myron. Um, <clears throat> just then, Jan enters the room, sees the mouse, and smiles and runs over and asks Greg if she can hold it for a second. Greg says yes and tells her to be careful. Jan takes him, runs off, and says, be right back. Greg looks shocked. No shit. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, like where? This isn't mine. Where are you going? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know for listeners out there. I don't know if you can hear my son. He's in the other room, like, on the phone with his friend. They're playing a game. So I don't know if that's coming through the mic or not, but just for Hmm. anybody notices it. All right, scene three. Jan walks over to Marsha and Cindy sitting on the couch in the living room. She's holding Myron by her, behind her back. And she says, guess who, guess who, guess who Greg's got helping him in science? That was worded funny. Marsha, without looking up from her magazine, asks, who? Jan quickly pulls out the mouse and yells, Myron! Marsha and Cindy both scream and jump up from the couch. Carol hears this and comes running down the stairs and asks what the matter is. Marcia and Cindy begin to tell Carol about the mouse. Carol says without, or Carol says with a look of disgust, Now Jan, this time you've gone too far. Where did you get that thing? Greg enters the room with a cage and says, It's not a thing, Mom. It's a Muridae mus- musculus. Greg puts Myron back in the cage. Marcia says, We're not going to live with that thing in the house, Greg. Cindy yells, get it out. (laughs) Marcia to Carol says, make him, Mom. Carol sighs and says, look, Greg, I'm with them. And she points to just a foot over. I'm with them. No, she didn't. (laughs) I'm with them. No, you can't keep your Muradai whatever it is here. Sorry. It's cute when women try to use scientific names. Yeah, right. Try to sound (laughs) smart. So adorable. Jen says, <clears throat> I like Myron. Marcia says, you're weird. Suddenly, Tiger begins to bark at Myron in his cage on the floor. Cindy says, see, <clears throat> Tiger doesn't like him either. Greg insists that Myron is harmless, and Jan adds that he's cute. Finally, Mike walks in the front door from work. Mike says, finally, we got a man coming in. Take care of this. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Mike says, this what's the trouble here? What's the trouble here? Greg tells him that Myron is a science project over the weekend and he has to train him. Mike looks at Myron in his cage and says, oh, and you girls are making a little fuss. Is that it? Greg says, uh, or Carol says, not a little, a lot. Mike says sternly, 
Well, that doesn't seem very fair to Greg, does it? I was like, ooh, you get him, boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Marcia said, Marcia's like, what about us girls? Mike says, well, I seem to believe about 14 girls uh, in the house for a slumber party that wasn't easy on the boys. <laughs> Dude, that confirms yeah. the 14 girls. Remember? Exactly. We yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Carol agrees with Mike and says, that's right, girls. Mike suggests a compromise and Greg can keep his mouse and project in the garage. The girls all agree with the idea and all the kids walk off. So well, Mike puts his arm. Wait. Carol was just making the biggest fuss about this. She even yeah. says not a little bit, a lot. And as soon yeah. as Mike's like, well, I don't think that's fair. I think we should do this. Carol's like, I think he's right, Greg. What are you talking <laughs> about? You just you were the main one complaining. Like, why right. did you turn 180 degrees just because Mike said it? <laughs> right. Because like this was modern to... day. Like if I wanted a big wolf spider or something like that, and it was part of like Jake's science project, if mm. I turned to Megan, was like, now, now, this isn't fair. She would give me <laughs> that look and tell me to get it the hell out of the house. Like, like <laughs> so I don't know. That kind of irritated me. Yeah. I mean, she turned a complete 180. She's like, that's yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. gross. And Mike walks in the room. You know, your father's right. Like, okay, <laughs> mom, whatever. <clears throat> you still don't have a job. All right. So the girls all agree with the idea and the kids walk off. Mike puts his arm around Carol and says, see how the little things make a boy happy? Carol says, well, a damn sure don't do shit for girls. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't say it. Carol says, well, I wish it didn't have beady little eyes and a long tail. Mike laughs at the silly woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Scene four. Now it's nighttime and we see Mike and Greg out in the garage with Myron in the in the maze. Mike has a stopwatch ready and tells Greg to put the cheese in and Myron in place. Mike says, ready at the gate? Go. Greg lifts the door for Myron to take off into the maze to find the cheese. But Myron has a bit of a slow start. Greg tries nudging Myron but it isn't working. Mike tries to blow to blow on Myron, but Myron just lays on his back and enjoys it. <laughs> That's funny. That's, the, that's why I specifically wrote, Mike starts to blow Myron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even catch that. I was trying that. to give you a joke there, but all right. <laughs> um, so Myron isn't moving as much as they'd like. Greg suggests that maybe Myron just isn't that intelligent. Mike sighs and says, Greg... I think it's because he's just not hungry. Greg says tomorrow I won't let Peter and Bobby feed him so much. Maybe we'll have better luck. Mike takes the stopwatch off, stopwatch off his neck and says, Okay, tomorrow I won't be able to help you. I have to go to one of those Saturday breakfast meetings. Just then Jan arrives to tell... To, arrives to them... To, what? Sorry. Jan then <laughs> arrives and tells them, I'll help you, Greg. Greg agrees... Mike goes off to bed. Jan continues, I think it's mean of Marsha and Mom to make you keep him out here all night. Okay, so so they did. Okay. Um, Greg puts Myron back into the cage and places it on the shelf and puts a blanket over it and says, that's okay, Jan. He'll be perfectly safe out here. They tell Myron goodnight and leave to go off to bed. Hmm. 
so not together Greg because and, they're brother and sister, and that's oh, weird. that's just what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> All right, scene five. A while later, we see the boys asleep in their beds, and Greg wakes up and says, Jan, go back to your own bed. <laughs> right, he say, well, what is she doing here? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. What will Marcia say? Uh, Greg wakes up. He flips a lamp on and wakes up Peter and Bobby and says, I just remembered the neighbor's cat, Guinevere. I had no idea how to spell Guinevere. Yeah. So I'm like, how do you... Sp-? So I tried it, and then it has the red line underneath, like it's wrong. It's like, no. I'm- so I try <laughs> looking it up. Like, how do you... Because that kind of shit drives me nuts. Like, even yeah, if it's yeah. just notes that you and I see, it still drives... I have to use punctuation. I have to... It doesn't matter. But I could never find a, uh, an agreeable spelling on Guinevere. So if any listeners out there are named Guinevere, <laughs> shoot us a message. I bet Megan would know. Hey, Megan. How do you spell Guinevere? Oh yeah, she said the same thing. She said there's lots of different ways. So, yeah, that's probably a valid way. Just yeah, just Apple doesn't like it. Yeah, she said there's a G W E N and a G U I N. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Greg says, "I just remember the neighbor's cat, Guinevere." The other boys agree that it could be too dangerous for Myron to be out there. They jump up and go downstairs and out to the garage. Hmm. Hmm. Scene six. <clears throat> the boys slip out of the sliding glass door to check on Myron outside. Jan is at her window and sees them do this. Why she's awake, I have no idea. <laughs> it's so she's creepy so that she's to... standing at her window at like three in the morning, just staring into the backyard. <laughs> I know. Whatever. She was already standing there. She was yeah. like already excited and planning pranks for the next yeah, day. It's not she's like she like, hears oh, them and wakes up to see what's going on. She just happens to be looking at her window at three in the morning. They that would have been in. better, you know, if they would have like made like if they would like kick something and be like, man, yeah. like Bobby, yeah. be quiet. And then she hears it and looks out. But that yeah. they arrive at Myron's cage and he's fine. No worries. The boys sigh. Oh, and, Greg, yeah, and Greg says, it's OK, Myron. We're going to take you up to our room. That way you'll be safe. Peter then reminds Greg that he's not supposed to be in the house. Greg says, well, uh, we want him to be we want we don't want him to get eaten. Peter agrees, and Greg says, "We'll just we'll just take him into our room for the night and bring them bring him back in the morning before anybody wakes up." The boys sneak back into the house with Myron. Jan sees them do this, and she smiles. Hmm. Ooh, foreshadowing, good. maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Scene seven. A bit later, we see Jan sneaking into the boys' room, and she accidentally kicks a toy car on the floor. But luckily, nobody wakes up. Oh, whew. she sneaks over into Greg's bed, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she sneaks to Myron's cage and pulls him out of out into her hands. She leaves and goes back into her bedroom. Oh, what is she up to? I don't know. Scene eight. Now in the girls' bedroom, Jan places Myron into the laundry hamper and sneaks mm. back into bed and goes to sleep. A while later, we see Myron chew his way out of the hamper and climbs out onto the floor. What's funny is my mom had a hamper like this, but it was white. And it was almost the exact same hamper, but it was white. I think every mom did in yeah. our generation. Yeah. I felt like just that was a very common a hamper. hamper. That just seems like a bad idea yeah. to me. But 
even if it wasn't a wicker hamper, like, why would you just put them in there and go, all right, see you in the morning, Myron. Yeah. This will be funny. Like, you won't accidentally get smashed or killed. Why wouldn't you just take the whole <clears throat> cage? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> scene nine. Morning comes, and Greg gets out of bed and walks over to Myron's cage, but guess what? There's no Myron. Oh, no. Greg yells out, Hey! Peter and Bobby wake up and ask what the matter is. Greg says, Myron's gone. Peter asks, Are you kidding? And Greg's like, No. Yes. Like, Don't you get it? <laughs> yes. Isn't that funny? I'm like, Jan. No. Then he jumps out of bed. They both look at the cage and confirm that he is gone. Greg asks how he could have gotten out. Bobby suggests that maybe he saw how they opened the cage and Greg looks at him like he's a fucking moron. <laughs> but that's not a bad suggestion in how he got out because, like, I've seen it. Remember when we had pet mice as yeah. when we were younger? Yeah, we had uh, uh, Ro- Roxanne and Oscar. Yeah, so, like, I had a <clears throat> wire cage. You had, like, a real cage yeah. that you should mm-hmm. have, like, more of an aquarium type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine was just a wire one at first, and, like, she used to get out, like, all the time. Mine all did, too. Mine, mine chewed, because I had one of the hamster cages. And mine yeah. chewed the locking mechanism around the, the cap, and then she mm. would, or he would get out and then put it back. <laughs> so that it looked like it was all sealed up, but that's how he was getting out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen it. It's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. They're smarter <clears throat> than they realize. Now I just feed them to my snakes. So, yeah. <laughs> God. Greg tells the boys that they've got to find him before their parents find out and quick. They get dressed quickly. Meanwhile, Jan is peeking in from the bathroom. Weird. And apparently watching them change because they're like, let's hurry up and get changed. And then and she's watching and that them creepy and smile. smiling. Yeah. That horror like, movie smile. You could easily re-edit this to make Jan look like a serial killer with like creepy music and stuff. Oh, for sure. Oh, for you sure. should do that. You should do that and put it on uh, put it on the, the Facebook page. Oh, that would be funny. It would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just one little scene, you know, where they're outside, she's above them, like smiling. And anyways, scene. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> scene ten. Next, we see the boys searching all around the hallway for Myron. Bobby says, "I bet Tom Tom Tenenbaum could find him." Peter asks, "Who's Tom Tenenbaum?" Bobby says, "He's the boy in my class. He always wins whenever we have Easter egg hunts." Just then, Jan comes out and asks, "What you looking for?" The boys all look at each other, and Greg says, uh, I don't think he's Get up out, here. Penny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't think it's up here. Let's look downstairs. Bobby says, yeah, I bet he's downstairs. Peter corrects him. It's downstairs. Bobby says, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's it's downstairs. Greg grabs Bo- Bobby by the arm and pushes him along in front of him. This leaves Jan alone in the hallway and she laughs to herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be fun. <laughs> Scene 11. Next, we see Myron hanging out on one of Carol's shoes on the top shelf of their closet. Mike and Carol are getting ready for the day just a few feet away from him. Mike is complaining about how he has to go to a meeting instead of playing golf. 
Carol says, well, I promised Marge I'd go downtown to downtown and do some shopping with her. There's a sale. Like she had to justify it. There's a sale. Yeah, I don't want to be spending all your money. Yeah. And I promise Mar- if I don't go, Marge will cry. Is that the same friend of hers that was like crying on the phone? Like, <laughs> oh, I promised Mike and Brady's always keep a promise. <laughs> you know what Brady's always say? We never break a promise. Like, when have we ever said that? Yeah, exactly. Like, right now, I'm making it a when Brady sales, rule. Mike. That's when we say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Carol reaches up for her shoes and grabs the one right next to the shoe that Myron is in. She decides that that's not the one she wants and reaches up again only to just miss Myron. Carol found the shoe that she wants and now she says that it won't match her bag. Carol has such problems. And uh, and reaches up on the shelf again to grab a different bag right next to Myron. She misses him again. Hmm. She pulls down two bags and holds them up to see which one looks better with her outfit. She's like, hmm. She asked Mike for his opinion. Mike just says, well, uh. (laughs) and now Carol has a whole new set of problems. If she picks one bag, she'll have to change her belt. You know, so like these are the problems that 1970s housewives have to deal with. These are tough decisions around every corner. Well, now you understand why they have a housekeeper so that Carol can make decisions like which handbag and which belt. Exactly. Because she can't be expected to worry about this and also making sure the kids get fed. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky we get a cake from her once in a while or a salad. Um, <laughs> what's funny is Mike could not give less of a crap about her shoes or her bag. He's just well, like, most guys could whatever. relate to that. They'd be like, I don't fuck the blue he's, one. The I whole guess? time he's thinking, he even says that I'd rather be golfing. He's got to give up a Saturday morning to go to a damn meeting for work. He has all these thoughts in his head about what he's going to say in the meeting. She's like, which bag do I need? Which belt do I need? He's like, I don't give a shit about your damn bag or belt. I had to go to a meeting on a Saturday morning. I'm supposed to be off. So, right. I thought that was funny. He should be like, oh, um, uh, I don't care. How about that? <laughs> Why don't you go ask Alice? Do know what we pair for? Uh, just then, Myron leaves the closet and runs across the carpet and out the door. Scene 12. Oh. Now we see Mike down in the kitchen, drinking coffee and checking his watch just before rushing out to work. Alice enters the kitchen doing the walk of shame. <laughs> Still wearing the same dress <laughs> and holding the same coat as yesterday. Because she went to go help her, quote, aunt. Yeah, she went to go help her, her aunt. Yeah, I bet she, she went and saw, you know, the the, um, the butcher guy. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not what I got from it. Like, she didn't even bring a handbag. She didn't even bring an overnight bag. I, I assumed, like, she was going to see a woman, but it wasn't her aunt. That's no, what I, I was I going with. I thought she was going to see the butcher guy, Sam. Oh, Sam. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Um, Alice asks where Mrs. Brady is. Mike laughs and says, Mrs. Brady is out shopping. There's a sale. What else would get her out of the house this early on a Saturday morning? And they both laugh, which I thought was kind of messed up. Like, I thought that I thought was kind of so awesome. Yeah. Mike then asks. Where do you if think she, she is? <laughs> she ain't in bed. <laughs> she ain't cleaning. making a salad? Yeah. <laughs> right. Mike then asks if she enjoyed her day off. Alice says, well... I took my quote-unquote aunt to the dentist. Then we went to the hospital to visit her 
next door neighbor. Then we went home and played Mahjong. I, I didn't know how to spell it. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I know how to say looking it. it up. <laughs> Mahjong. Until 10, and then went to bed. It may not have been exciting, but on the other hand, it sure was dull. <laughs> that joke kind of fell flat. Yeah. Mike laughs and tells her that she didn't miss anything around here either. Mike takes one last sip of coffee and leaves the kitchen. I thought it was kind of neat how she kind of watches him leave the kitchen and she kind of looks at his his coffee mug sitting there and then picks it up and puts it in the sink. I thought that was like a nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, she pulled. She has to you know do that crap all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say something else here. Oh, because it said the joke fell flat, which it did because I think it was all about the delivery. I think that the cadence of it wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. She just didn't tell it right. I would have done another take if I was a director. Yeah, and Oscar just, Rudolph. I would have been like, let's take that again. Right. Let's do a different cadence on it. So, right. I don't know. Scene 13. Mike is in the living room grabbing a sport coat and notices all the boys searching around the living room. Mike can smell suspicious bullshit from a mile away, so he inquires <laughs> the situation and asks, What's up, fellas? The boys all jump up and are surprised to see him and ask, where he's off to so early. Where are you off to so early, father? <laughs> father. Mike says, I have a breakfast meeting, and what are you looking for? The boys act like Mike is crazy for asking such an odd question. They're like, looking for? Us? Were we looking for something, guys? I don't think so. You know. <laughs> Mike then explains, all right, if it's private, just say, Dad, it's private, and we'd rather not talk about it. All three boys say, Dad is private. We'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Mike sighs and is like, and starts to walk out the door. Greg stops him and says, Dad, the truth is, we're looking for Myron. Mike gasps and says, Myron? What would he be doing in here? Peter says that. It would have been awesome if Mike would have screamed like a girl and then jumped onto the couch. What? And then caught himself, be like, I mean. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Peter says that uh, that's what they're trying to figure out. Mike then asks, well, why are you looking for Myron in the house? Greg says, good question. Mike agrees and says, yes, I thought so. <laughs> no, that's a good <laughs> that answer. That's pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, that was good too. <laughs> Greg confesses that he brought him in, the, in last night. Mike gets stern and says, Greg... You did that after what you were told. Peter goes on to tell Mike that they just wanted to save him from the neighbor's cat. Greg adds that they were going to take him right back out first thing in the morning. Mike understands and asks uh, where Myron was, where Myron was when they last saw him. Peter tells them that Myron was in the cage when we when they went back to sleep. Mike then whispers to them. You guys had better find Myron before your mother gets home, and that's an order. Another military thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mike then leaves off to work. Greg then sighs and says, well, <laughs> we've searched upstairs. We've searched downstairs. Peter then suggests that they check the attic, and they all agree and run up there to look next. Hmm. Oh, boy. So this is where we take our next break. So Greg and the boys have lost Myron. Where could he be, Jimmy? Um, <clears throat> I know where he is, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they better hurry and find him before Carol gets home. So, I mean, you know. why are they so worried about 
the well-being of the mouse when the mouse is in a metal cage. Like, the cat can't get him in a metal cage, can he? Well, maybe. I mean, it depends on how, you know, a cat's arms can sneak yeah, in guess, between right. there and they'll grab hmm. it and, you know. Hmm. Yeah. But anywho, so we will be back. Yes. Welcome to the trailer for What the Suck Podcast. Do you like movies? Do you like horror movies? You know, movies like Exorcist 2 and The Bye Bye Man. Well, those of you still with us are just the weirdos we want. We watch all the terrible, no good, so bad they are bad movies you never knew existed. Have you seen Wish Upon, I Am Zozo, Creepshow 3 perhaps? You haven't? Well, lucky for you, we have, and we are here to tell you all about them because we believe that no matter how bad a movie is, it should be watched. Someone put at least some effort into these, and bad movies deserve love, too. And boy, do we love watching them. So, please join us, your hosts, Chris and James, on What the Suck Podcast for a weekly discussion of all things bad, good, good, bad, 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 so bad they are good, so good they are bad, so bad they are bad, and Gary Busey. <laughs> Found That's every- my best Busey. <laughs> Found- I don't know if that works, but it works for me. Found everywhere podcasts can be listened to. And we're back. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, it, I mean, in this episode, Myron's not really a pet. I wouldn't say no. Myron's a pet. Um, but the He's kind a of science is, project. What's that? He's a science project. Yeah, but I mean, they do lose him, and he is kind of a pet figure. Like, do you have any? Like, growing up, did you ever have any pets that you like lost, either literally or that died? Because well, I know you had the, the yeah, same cat otherwise I would have like time. 200 animals in the south right now. What was so your obviously. cat's name growing up? Jasper? We no. had Well, we had Misha. That was a cat that was older than me. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. my mom had before I was born. Right. It was a Siamese cat. Is that the one you're talking about? No, there was one that you had uh, on Madrid. It was like... Oh. I think it was Jasper. Yeah. Jasper was, was one of them. It was a cat. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. Of them. So, I mean, did you actually lose any pets growing up? For sure. Um, like, you never met Misha because she died just before I met you. Um, hmm. This was a cat my mom had before we were born, and uh, me and my sister were born. And then so we didn't know a life without this cat, you know. And when I was, like, around 12, we had to put her down because she had gotten, I guess, like a tooth or something lodged in her sinuses. What? And it became infected. Huh. And because uh, she was showing, she was very old. She was like 22 years old. Jeez. And uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, so they, my mom took her to the vet and which was unfortunately my mom's birthday also. Oh. Um, and she ended up having to put her down um, because the doctor says it's just, it's just too far gone. She has a really bad sinus infection now and it just, you know. She's too old. She won't survive any kind of surgery anyway. Mm. So, 
So we ended up having to put her down, and that was kind of unfortunate. Hmm. That's not good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I had the same dog from when I was... We got her when I was one, and we had to get her put to sleep <laughs> over Christmas break when I was... Hmm. It was the, the, the Christmas after my father died. <laughs> hmm. It was horrible. It sucked. Fun. But yeah, that's the first. The, oh, Gidget. You're talking about Gidget. Gidget, yeah. Yeah, yeah the little yeah. poodle. <laughs> I was like, what the hell dog yeah. are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Couldn't have picked worse timing than <clears throat> a dog put to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that, that dog that was, was like that dog was on his last leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Them them poodles, man, they do not age well. They don't. <laughs> they just no, they're fall like the Chinese apart. crested. I want a Chinese crested so bad. They just fall apart when they get old. Yeah, my I had became Henri. <laughs> the Rottweiler I got right after I met you. Uh, she lived to be like fifteen or sixteen years old. Yeah, yeah. Fred A. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, huh, good story to come back to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That should get everybody excited <laughs> about listening to this, shouldn't it? <laughs> well, when we left off, Greg Science Project Mouse Myron is still missing due to Jan's uncontrollable urges to prank everyone in the house. They've checked high and low. Where could he be? And Carol is due home any minute now. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Scene 14. Mm-hmm. Alice is in the kitchen. This doesn't make any sense because I corrected it. <laughs> <laughs> Alice is in the kitchen baking a cake, oh. we're assuming, for the kids. <laughs> yeah. She looks down and thinks she spots a mouse on the floor. She peeks around the corner to make sure she saw what she thinks she saw. Sure enough, she spots him again and she shrieks and jumps onto the kitchen chairs. <laughs> this alarms the girls, and they come running into the kitchen. They ask what's the, what, what the matter is. Seeing Alice standing on the chair, she doesn't want to worry them, so Alice says, Oh, I was just up here trying to clean the ceiling, and I almost fell. Cindy hmm. says, Wow, she even cleans ceilings. <laughs> Alice says, Yeah, I keep everything ship-shape around here. The girls then leave. While playing the floor is lava, she climbs onto the chairs as she makes her way to the phone and makes a call to an exterminator. Dun, dun, and, dun. Yeah. And asks them to come within an hour, and they agree. And I find it amazing that she just happens to know the number off the top of her head. That's, <laughs> Did Alice she is way more intelligent than we give her credit for. Well, that's part of being like a maid and a housekeeper. I guess so, yeah. Uh, she must call exterminators all the time. She just has to have those numbers memorized. She knows the plumber's number by heart. She knows electricians. So wait a minute. She knows all. She had a little, a little slight thing with the mailman. Right. <laughs> we all know right. about Sam the butcher. Maybe yep. there's something up with the exterminator. She seemed awfully chummy Maybe. with that exterminator. Yeah. Like, can you come over in an hour? And they're like, I'll fucking exactly. be right there. Yeah. Like, damn. She's like, she likes these like blue collar dudes. She does. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I need a plumber. My pipes need to be cleaned. And they're like, I'll be right there, Alice. Yeah. I need a shock. But see, there's Call you can't really do that with an exterminator. Like, you can't come up with any, like, sexy metaphors when you're talking to an exterminator. Can't Try like, There's some bugs. I'm like, no, that's gross. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, there's rodents in my... I'm like, no, that's nasty, too. Like, it's... <laughs> 
I need some big strong man to come over and smash it. <laughs> I need somebody to spray poison. I'm like, what? No, get away from here. <laughs> Scene 15. Next we see the exterminator coming back, coming from a back room into the kitchen. I'm guessing Alice's room. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Mm-hmm. The exterminator tells Alice that he's all done. Alice says, that's it. You just have to spray that around. The exterminator says, hey, this is powerful stuff. Was he was and he then, pointing yeah. at the stuff? Just saying. Like, <laughs> this right here. Might have been pointing at his pants. Pretty. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 16. Now we see the three boys coming down the stairs after just being in the attic. We know this. <laughs> we know this by the brilliant direction of Oscar Rudolph telling the boys to dust off their pants as they come down. All three boys. All the way down the stairs. <laughs> they so did it. It's so funny. <laughs> they really ever do the dusting of the pants. <laughs> Once at the bottom, Greg says, he's got to be someplace. Peter says, well, gee, if he's not in the attic. No, he didn't say that. Um, well, gee, if he's not in the house or in the attic, <laughs> Greg deduces, maybe he's under it. The boys oh. all light up and run to go look. Hmm. Scene 17. The boys are suddenly stopped in the kitchen by Alice and the exterminator. Alice remarks on how fast they came out. The exterminator says, well, we know how you ladies are with these things. Pointing at his dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye now. And he leaves. Through Alice's bedroom? Yeah, exactly. uh, Apparently, or the mysterious place behind the stairs, which they don't ever show. I don't know. That's the direction he goes. Anyway, Greg then asks Alice why the exterminator was there. Alice says, "Well, I needed some things. I don't know. I trying to think of. I trying to think of one. You just can't. That's what I'm you can't you think can. of one. <laughs> it's hard." Alice says, "Well, I just thought I'd I'd have him spray, and you never know what's under the house." Greg freaks out a little and asks, "Under the house?" Alice says, "Well, don't get upset. It's nothing terrible. It's just mice. The boys worry." Alice goes on, well, mouse, but I'm sure he had friends. Greg asks, what did he look like? And he, she's like, you just saw him. He left. He had a mustache <laughs> <laughs> and a really big, and he's like, no, I meant the mouse. <laughs> oh, and a big, powerful, like, no, 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 what, canister of poison? What? No, no. So what did he look like? Alice says, well, if you insist on the details, he was white. Mm-hmm. And he had a tail, and it was that long, and and that ick. Peter and Bobby say together, Myron. Alice asks who Myron is. Greg goes on. He was my science project. His name was Myron. At this point, sad organ music begins to play. Did you hear that? <laughs> that was funny. Alice says, his name was Myron? I'm a murderess. The boys look sad and walk off as the sad organ music continues to play. As they leave the kitchen, we see Jan standing there looking sad, having just heard the fate of Myron, but then smiles after they pass by her. Mm. See, this is where, like, <laughs> she has that creepiness about her. Yeah, exactly. Like Myron's dead. Scene 18. <clears throat> Next, the wait, boys... Wait, wait. Yeah. Sorry, I wanted to comment on something yeah. here. So... 
you remember the scene before we went to break where it's the next morning and Mike comes downstairs into the kitchen and he's like, hey, how was your day off, Alice? And she's like, oh, I did some stuff and, you know, I did some things and anything happened while I was gone? And he's like, you missed nothing. Yeah. This is Mike's fault. Mike should have said, oh, by the way, Greg has a mouse. Yeah, you're And right. he's doing a science project and he's trying to got to do the maze thing and all that. So if you see Greg with a mouse, that's what's going on. He that's could have true. easily saved all this. And she could have that's been true, like, yeah. oh, I got a mouse. That must be the mouse. You so know? what you're anyway. saying is that Mike and Carol kept something away from Alice for a change. <laughs> <laughs> she has tasted her own <laughs> medicine and it is better. Yeah. A little justice going on there. Mm-hmm. Scene 18. Next, the boys are stewing about at the bottom of the stairs. Jan walks over and says, Greg, I think you're going to be mad at me for what I'm about to say, but it'll make you very happy. Greg asks what she means. Jan continues, Myron wasn't exterminated. Jan giggles. He's in a hamper upstairs in our room. Greg lights up and asks how he got there. Jan exclaims that she did it. Come on, I'll show you. Jan says as the boys jump up and follow her up the stairs. Hmm. <clears throat> Scene 19, they all run into the girls' room, and just before they open the hamper, Jan stops them and says, I took him out of his cage in your room last night just to play a joke. Greg says, okay, okay, let's see Myron. <clears throat> Jan flips open the hamper only to reveal that Myron isn't in there. Mm-hmm. Peter says, all I see is a big hole. Bobby agrees. Jan exclaims, oh no, he must have gnawed his way out. And Greg says, you think? No, no, no. <laughs> and the boys look at her with disappointment. You know, she goes, yeah. he gets mad. They're like, no, we're just disappointed. It's so weird that a rodent chewed through a wicker basket. Hmm. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> it didn't seem like something a rodent would yeah, chew right? on. <clears throat> I mean, he didn't chew through the wicker cage. Oh, that's right. He's in a metal cage. <laughs> Scene 20. Uh-oh. What? Next, we see Carol coming through the front door. Oh, back from the boy. big sale with boxes of new clothes. She sees the boy sitting in the living room looking sad. Carol asks, well, I haven't seen such sad faces since the last day of summer vacation. What's the matter? Greg says very sadly, Myron's gone. Carol mm. asks what happened. Peter tells her he's been exterminated. Bobby mm. adds, rubbed out. <laughs> Carol looks at Greg and says, Oh, Greg, I'm sorry. When did it happen? Greg says it doesn't matter now. Just then, Tiger begins to howl. Peter says even Tiger's sad about it. Carol apologizes again. Carol walks over to the table to put the packages down. Tiger continues to howl. Hmm. I thought that was like a weird question to ask. <clears throat> My mouse is dead. When did it happen? Like, it's weird to ask that. It's <laughs> I don't know, like, when, when? Like, I mean, he answers correctly. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I think the, the key is in the next scene, because if you go back and watch scene 21, um, mm -hmm. Alice says something about calling an exterminator, and Carol All gives right. her this look like, excuse me? Like, hmm. you, <laughs> are you paying for this? Like, is this coming out of your paycheck? <laughs> like, you called an exterminator. You just, I you just, just ordering stuff man. around now, aren't you? 
So, <laughs> so I, I, I think that's this. where she was coming from with that. She's like, when did this happen? Like, I didn't call any exterminator. Yeah. That's the way I took it. But. I don't remember asking Mr. Brady if he'll pay for an exterminator. Exactly. <clears throat> Carol enters the kitchen to see Alice just fucking sitting around at the table in deep thought. <laughs> Carol greets her and says, hello, Alice, as if to say, I didn't know it was break time. <laughs> as if to say, she hmm, did order any... I don't know, exterminators lately? Sorry. Because <laughs> right. she goes, hello, Alice. Like, hmm. Alice sadly greets her. Carol puts, Carol asks, what happened? Yeah, let's hear your side of the story. <laughs> Alice says, oh, I did it to him. I had no idea who was Greg's science project. I called the exterminator. I saw that little pink nose twitching at me and I panicked. Carol who's always helpful, adds, oh, no. <laughs> she just goes, oh, no. And then just, like, yeah. walks away. <laughs> Alice replies with, oh, yes. Carol then just walks off into the yeah, She doesn't room. even say, I'll be right back. She just, like, leaves. Because she's fucking pissed at her. Exactly, yeah. She's like, oh, you did? Oh, really? Mm. Are you just sitting mm. around? Mm. What's wrong? Call next to me. Yeah, you fucking did. You killed Bye. my son's mouse because... uh Called the exterminator, barring her back. All right. Cool. That I have to pay. I'm sorry. That my husband has to pay for. <laughs> cool. And I just bought fucking new clothes. Not only do Can I have to buy another mouse, but now I have to pay to, to kill it, too, apparently. It's scene 22. <laughs> Carol enters the family room where the girls are sitting around the table playing Scrabble. Carol says, I heard about Myron. Jan jumps up and turns on the waterworks. Hugs Carol and says, oh, mom, it's my fault. I was playing with those dumb jokes. That, <laughs> that's how Myra got away. And now he's, and Carol consoles her. Jan adds, I'll never do it again. I'll never play another joke as long as I live, ever. That was, that was pretty good, right? Eh? I was like, whoa, Jan's in the room. I was exactly. Like, crazy. As, as Jan wishes she was a dinosaur, Carol hugs her <laughs> and, <laughs> and says, Oh, we know you didn't mean it. Shh. Just then, Mike walks in with Greg. Carol tells him that they're in mourning. And he goes, it's afternoon. No. Um, <laughs> once again, Tiger howls from the backyard. This time, they seem concerned about what's bothering Tiger. They all go out to see. Hmm. <clears throat> That's right, Jimmy. And in the backyard, we see Tiger <laughs> sitting outside his doghouse howling. Of course, the dog was really just sitting there and looking up, and they just had yeah. a howling post. <laughs> you know, it's just it's kind of funny. <clears throat> the family all walk up, and Tiger, um, they all walk up, and Tiger just looks at them. Carol says, "Well, we all miss Myron, fucking lying bitch." Anyway, yeah, right. Uh, but it's hard to believe Tiger is this upset. Greg adds that Tiger was scared of Myron. Mike, who's always using his man brain, decides to look at the look in the doghouse. <clears throat> As he looks, he says, uh-huh, I think it's mutual. <laughs> Greg asks what he means. Mike tells Greg to take a look. Greg bends down and looks into Tiger's doghouse. Greg says, oh, it's Myron. Greg picks him up and pulls him out, and everyone is so happy to see him, including Marsha and Cindy, who a day ago were scared out of their minds of him. <laughs> yeah. Greg says, he must have been too smart for the exterminator. Mm-hmm. And then Carol whispers something about, still got to fucking pay for it. But no, she didn't. Jan then asks uh, to hold him. 
Greg says, okay, but as long as you promise not to put him in any clothes hampers. Actually, he said not promise not to drop him in any clothes hampers, which I thought was like a funny jab. You know, because the typical Brady Bunch thing is, as long as you're careful and don't do any jokes or whatever, but he's like, as long as you don't promise to drop him in any clothes hamper. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> so he said that shit right in front of his parents. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh, she gets, Jane gets handed the mouse and she goes, I'll be right back and takes off. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the girls all gush over Myron and say how cute he is. Mike says, so it looks like the girls have had a change of heart about Myron. Right. Carol says, as she picks up Myron by the tail, first of all, why are they always picking up mice by the tail? <laughs> yeah, they don't really like that. Yeah. Anyway. She I goes, mean, at uh, one point, well, Jan not? actually does pick it up correctly. Yeah. Because you're supposed to let it rest, you know, all four feet rest in your hand and then grip onto the tail to make sure it doesn't run away. But you don't yeah. let its body weight be supported by the tail. <laughs> I know. That, just, that would seem, yeah. So Carol, as she picks Myron up by the tail, says, well, why not? Did you ever see anything that is as gorgeous as this little guy with the beady <laughs> eyes and the long tail? She picks him up and gives him back to Greg. Oh, Greg, quit. Or quick. He goes, quick, quick, quick. I don't quick. think that was she acting. Adds that she, I don't think she really, uh, I really don't think she I don't she think she was either. Yeah. I think it was all like improv. Yeah. Um, as she passes him back to Greg. Mm. Hmm. Scene 24. In the last mm-hmm. scene, we see Jan helping Carol in the kitchen peeling bananas. Jan says, it sure is easier to peel a banana than it is a potato. Carol says, you think? As she slaps Jan in the back of the head and goes, Dirt! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she didn't do that. She didn't do that, no. <laughs> Carol says, you're right. One of these nights, we might even try French fried bananas. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? French fried bananas? Uh, kinda. I mean, you can. I mean, there's well, banana. I mean, banana Foster. I know that yeah. one. But I've never yeah. heard of French fried bananas. Well, you can put like you know, put like a banana, like dip it in stuff, like do like an egg wash first, and then you put it like in um, cinnamon sugar and stuff like that, and then fry oh, like it. French or, toast. You know what I mean? Kinda. I mean, you can do something okay. like that. I don't know. Anyway, Alice, well, it's a shame we don't have anybody that's like training culinary stuff. It has this question here. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Alice now enters and asks if they have any towels to add to the laundry. Carol looks over and notices an ink stain on one of Alice's uniforms. She's holding mm-hmm. for a load. Alice looks at it and smiles. She looks at Jan and says, "Oh, you just couldn't resist." playing one more trick could you Jan says mm. Alice I but Alice quickly interrupts her and says mm. that looks real but you can't fool me I know how to take ink, ink spots out like this Alice goes to grab it thinking it's another fake plastic stain and instead grabs her uniform and rips it Carol mm. has a look of shock Alice looks into the pocket of the uniform only to find a pen still in the pocket Alice has a look of stupidity and says, like you said, Mrs. Brady, I uh, have an ink spot on my uniform. She Mm. slowly turns and walks out. Carol and Jan just laugh and laugh and laugh (laughs) because they don't have to wear a uniform. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Uh, that's funny. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Yay. Yay. 
that's pretty good. <laughs> you really found that funny. You wrote most of it. Yeah, but I didn't write that last year. Oh, last oh, year yeah. fucking killed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's <sighs> good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw them just laugh and laugh because like, I was like, yeah, it's funny. But then they don't have to wear you anymore. That's funny. Oh, geez. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that was a fun little episode but you know so like did Myron ever like do the maze like yeah right did Myron ever do what he's supposed to maybe they'll talk about it in the next episode maybe we oh, should maybe. start maybe we should start fan fiction where we talk about Myron huh interesting mm. well you know what we did we had fun here today you we know? did have fun here today <laughs> this is all just in jest you know yep. that we're not racist or Sexist or whatever else that at least not on the show. Oh, oh no, (laughs) not in real life either. No, all these sexist jokes were just for the time and all that. You know, we all grew up like. Well, it's like backwards humor. Like it it still baffles me the kind of like misogynistic stuff that went on in the show. And this was like a popular show. Like everybody loved this show. And the kind of stuff that Mike (laughs) busts out with, it's like seriously, like you're you're really saying that to your wife? Like, geez, it's funny. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i mean we all grew up uh, we were raised by our mothers in a single yeah, yeah, family yeah. home so we're yeah. single we we're both pretty much raised in, in houses full single of parents <laughs> yes exactly yeah <laughs> so on the next episode is going to be season two episode 14 entitled where there's smoke it's about <clears throat> this kind of a famous episode jimmy Greg gets caught with cigarettes. Oh no! In his school jacket, the He's normal been ones or the smoking. funny ones? Huh? The normal ones or the funny ones? <laughs> He's been caught smoking once before and quit immediately. Therefore, nobody believes him when he truthfully says they're not his. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. <clears> hmm. <throat> You know, I remember a while back it was when Ron was on here in an episode. Yeah. Like episode like one? one or two or whatever. He was the first guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were. I was talking about how the show gets better. You know, there's like a little more detail in the episodes. And I was like, there's right. even an episode where Greg gets caught smoking. And he's like, seriously? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And uh, he's like, I want to be on that one. I was okay. like, okay. <laughs> so maybe we'll invite Ron on the next episode. Yeah, that'd be maybe. fun. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, anything cool. else? Um, I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why cracked me up every time. For the listeners, don't know that's our mom. Cool. That's her. yeah. You know, your mom always says cool, kill, cool, kill. Cool. It's always nerdy. <laughs> so that's our uh, soccer mom. Cool. Yeah, that's how our mom said it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So Jimmy, we got another. Uh, Email from a listener. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Uh, This comes from a guy named um, Bryn. Bryn, B-R-E-N? Bryn Groves. B-R-Y-N. Okay. Um, Can't remember if it's double N or whatever. It's just one N. B-R-Y-N. And I remember, because I have a cousin named Bryn also. It's a female, but she has two Ns. Um, (laughs) So I was like, oh, I got a cousin with that name. It's not a very common name. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So 
So his email says, uh, love, loving the podcast. Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. Brady Bunch was my favorite TV show when I was young, and nice. I love the uh, irreverent take you put on it. <laughs> I gather you weren't able to see the episode, Is There a Doctor in the House? Remember from season one, that one episode yeah. that we couldn't find? Oh, yeah. Um, and was wondering if this would do the trick. So he sent another link also for that episode, just Very like nice. we got from a listener before. We should go back and do that as a special episode. I know we need to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said, hey, thanks so much. You know, I also had another listener send me a link as well, and I appreciate that. And uh, I told him that we'd give him a little shout out as well. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so thanks, Bryn, for uh, saying that to us. And uh, if you guys out there, have you got anything to say, or maybe you want to give us some shit about, like, where you guys been for two weeks, um, just hook us up. Send us a little email at a averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. <laughs> or if anybody if, if anybody I'm wants to be on it you know for real what? like we had one guest that we had talked about having on uh, but I guess they weren't interested um, the, the one that yeah. had uh, he disagreed with our take on it so we had threw out offering him to, to oh, be on right, it but, right. yeah. but if any guests out there if, it, if you're like one of those you know Brady Bunch fanatics, and you really like the show and everything. And they're, oh my gosh, they're they're coming up on this one episode or whatever. I'd like to do it. Like, reach out. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, it'd be or fun. Just say hey. Yeah. Say hey, girl. Even if it's just like if you want to just I don't know film something like you know you talking about it real quick like what your favorite parts of the episode or whatever. We'll throw it on the on the episode. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah just some audio or something yeah. too. We'd love yeah. to hear what you think about it. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. All right, anything else? Nope. All right, this has been a very Brady podcast, and I've been Tack. And I have been Jimmy. And we didn't we come up with something? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we did. I think I feel like you came up with something, and I was like, that's pretty good. And then we just started saying it for like um, one week, and then that was two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> All right, well, and we will... Catch you on the flippity fly. I don't know. That's not yeah. it. But all right. All right. I don't know. Okay. Bye. Later. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.